All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Can you see Did you notice? Checked, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. At arm's Wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in and down. Wow, we should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores. Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation brought to you 
by the great folks at Zephyr Epic. Use promo code HockeySeason, capital H, capital S, at ZephyrEpic.com, Z-E-P-H-Y-R, Epic.com. That promo code will get you $5 off your order. They ship free anywhere in Canada on orders over $50. Go get yourself some hockey cards. Speaking of Zephyr Epic, for people that don't know, they also have a store in Surrey. They do. I was uh, I was driving. I had to go get my license renewed or get... No, I was getting a provincial health card. And uh, I uh, I was like, wow, I'm only a click away from, from Zephyr Epic here in Surrey. So I was about to drop in, but I feel like maybe we go in there and give them some of the rare cards that aren't Canucks ones. That we have, yes. Exactly. Have, yeah, a lot of jersey cards. We've opened a lot of cards over the year. I was about to say years, but it's literally been one year. I and think. we found a box full of unopened boxes, too. Yeah. We've got to start opening those more. Well, we we have been, and it's been fun. Those we are the have, Hughes yep. cards in there. I think I think we got one more Hughes in there. Do you think so? I think so. We got to give okay. away three to uh, to Avalanche on uh, on Twitter. Sure, still have to get those, but there's like you know a good box of them. I think there's still a Hughes in there. I hope Avalanche gets it. I hope, hope he pulls the the Quinn Hughes, but I'd I'd love to do it myself as well. It'd be a little selfish. Fantastic. Speaking of being a little selfish, oh jeez, <laughs> that's a perfect segue. That was good. So this was supposed to be an emergency episode. You texted me. I have timestamps. I'm. This is all off the top of my head. You can attest that I'm not looking at my phone. I've just yep. memorized all this because I was so pissed. One twenty six p.m. Faber texts me and says, well, we've got news. Today was supposed to be a mailbag episode. Saturday's episode is going to be a mailbag episode. Go check out the tweet. We'll bump it again. Ask us questions for the mailbag episode. That was what that episode, today's episode was supposed to be. Canucks, obviously, you've already heard, have extended Ian Clark and a number of their other coaching staff. They've let go of Newell Brown and they've added Brad Shaw, a name that everybody can spell, but more on that later. One mm. twenty-six p.m., Faber texts me. We have some news. Me, I'm frantically, you know, I was texting context. I did some of that good old reporting today, reporting that Ian Clark's contract is five years in length. Uh, so I was busy doing that. I replied to you at 1.39, okay, which is not that not that much later. And That's I was on like, you. That's 13 minutes. Oh, whatever. I was, I was doing a news article for Canucks Army. I had a bunch of work to do. Mm-hmm. So I text you, and I'm like, okay, let's meet a little earlier. Let's, uh, let's get this emergency episode out. We'll get it out as fast as possible. No response. Two hours later, I'm like, dude, you good? Three hours later, I start calling you. How many times did I call you? Yeah, you called seven times. Yeah, and you didn't answer once. Tell, tell the listeners what you were doing. Well, here's what happened. I went to Crowsberry Farms, which is an excellent spot out in Langley or Aldergrove or something like that. And, and uh, I got some fresh strawberries. I got a massive bucket of strawberries for 12 bucks. Just like not the strawberries you buy in a grocery store and they're like, ah, yeah, they're okay. They all look really good. These are like the ones that don't look very good and they're just delicious. I got it, I got it in the truck right now. Maybe I'll give you one if you change your attitude a little bit by the end of this podcast. Oh, I'm glad you got your strawberries. <laughs> it's fine then. It's they're absolutely delicious fine. Delicious strawberries. And then I was there and I was like, I'm only 10 minutes away from Arby's. Like I'm already out <laughs> in Aldergrove, Langley area. Only 10 minutes from Arby's, so I went to Arby's, and I tried the brisket sandwich. I got my loaded curly fries, as I do. It's been a long time since I've had some Arby's. I've been talking about it a lot. It was delicious. It was an, it was a, one of the better sandwiches I've ever had from Arby's. I don't even really like the sandwiches at Arby's because, you know, they're, they're not. it's not great meat. Like, I think their slogan is, we have the meats. It should be like, we have just sort of meat. Like, it's not They do great. have meat. They do have meat, and I don't even know if it's that. But, the, <laughs> like, this was a good sandwich. Oh, my my loaded curly fries were excellent. Sour cream and cheese, two different kinds of cheese on there. Bacon, oh, delicious. Uh, so I had a great meal, and then I came home, and I took an Arby's nap. I took a, I mean, yeah, I, I, the, it probably wasn't a good time that I texted you, and I was like, looks like we have news. 
I also think I'm going to go for a three-hour nap right now. So that was that's on me. Wait, that's this was planned? Me. This wasn't like you just happened to fall well, asleep? I, I was like, I'm so tired. I was up really late last night doing a lot of stuff for an article that I think is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and I don't even want to put it out there so because sometimes I put an article out and then I see Daniel Wagner post the damn same <laughs> thing. I talk about on the podcast and Wags has got the article next oh, day. Man. Bullies so us in poker. Bullies us in the blogosphere. They, well, oh. people who don't know, Wags is a huge bully. Cut me in half in a Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> game. Just brutal. And um, poker. Kicked our asses in poker. Too. And poker. Yeah. Like I said, watch out for Wags. Um, no, but I mean, this article I'm going to write, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I, you know, I'm not a graphic designer, but... It was my passion last night, and I was putting it. I was putting in the work. I think it's going to be a cool article when it comes together here, um, and an exciting one at the same time. But yeah, I felt bad because I texted. You, I was like, "Looks like we have news." Also, like I took a nap like five minutes after that for like three hours because oh like my gosh. the combination of like three hours of sleep last night with the Arby's that I ate for lunch with a couple strawberries mixed in there that were excellent. Shout out Cross Prairie Fry. You ever been to this place? No, never. Yeah, probably not. You don't leave Burnaby, but like there's a, they do a big pumpkin patch in October, which was really cool. Went there for that. But the berries, they have wine, they have like syrup, all these things. Got a thing of jam because it just, it reminds me of like the jam that you get from your grandma. It's really good stuff. Um, shout out Crossberry Farms. Like no, no problem giving them a free ad here because I'm, I'm using them as a scapegoat. Crossberry Crossberry Farm poll question. Yeah. (laughs) No doubt. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, it's on me. I slept in. So this is like a, a half it's emergency, emergency. podcast. I'm you joking. Were, I'm not actually that mad at you. Well, was, you yeah, well, chilling. we'll see. People didn't hear you off air, but like <laughs> you were in emergency mode. You were ready to go. So this one's on me, but we will have this one posted, you, you know, you know what I was early in Wednesday doing? night. You know what I was thinking of doing was uh, I was just going to text Harmon or Woodley wow. and say, hey, I need a co-host because my wow. other one's sleeping. I need to get an emergency episode. You would have done that. I would have I would have texted Harm too. <laughs> we would have we had back to back episodes where I you're with Harm and then I'm with Harm right the after. Mailbag with Harmon and we were just fighting over Harmon. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Okay. Um I alluded to it earlier, but our uh Crossberry Farms poll question, it's actually called the Good strawberries. Our, we're calling it the our your business here poll question. So the your business here poll question. We had this idea, we're gonna start doing poll questions on the Twitter. Go follow it at Canucks Convo. The Your Business Here poll question. Now, you can put your business's name there if you give us money every month. Yeah, let's explain that a little bit better. Yeah. What we're going to do is it's going to be a segment where we're going to put out a poll question either the morning of or the night before. And, you know, we're just going to, I think we're going to spend like a good 10 to 15 minutes, whatever, discussing the topics. We'll see how long they are. Some might be shorter, some might be longer. But I think it's fun to do a poll question. It is. You know, see how much we agree with what the people are saying online, yeah. give our takes on it as well. And, and yeah, it's going to be a segment sponsored by whoever right now. Nobody. Yeah. Add this to the list of great ideas I've brought to this show. Yeah, that's good. That's, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, happy. I'm, I'm not actually that no, confident. You are. You do bring good <laughs> ideas to the show and, you know. Once in a while. Once in a while. Well, I mean, no, you're doing good. At, and I listened to your ideas. That was a big problem with me in the past, having my ideas not listened when I was part of something. So <laughs> I, I'm making sure to make a conscious effort. Even you're dumb, but you know, you give me a dumb idea. I'm shutting it down completely. You've yeah. done those before, but I've yeah. done those as well. Well, I think that's part of our creative process is we'll start to come up with something and then it's like, all right, let's get all the bad ideas out of the way. And if people can see our text <laughs> logs, like when we were trying to figure out a name for that editorial segment. It was like just oh, so, bad. so bad. I know mine were awful, but yours weren't great mine either. Were, well, we never even got exactly. like done, so like we just exactly. couldn't figure it out. Yeah, we do. We do. Uh, we're going to do that editorial segment yes. when we but, feel like it. But There's we not have much a segment right now. now. I think we like you know we have the prospects thing, and, yep. and I think this poll question is going to be a fun one because yeah. you know I think a lot of people, if you want to get involved, especially what we're what I'm kind of thinking, we haven't really thought or talked this out yet, but like you know we'll. we'll 
definitely like people that reply to the poll as well. I think we'll like include their comments. So if you yeah. guys want to be kind of not really featured on the show, but you know, like we'll read your comments. If it's a good one on the poll question, we'll get to that. We'll obviously read the reaction on what percentage people are saying uh, to the answers. But yeah, if you want to reply to the poll, we'll, we'll probably mention it on the show if it's a decent reply and not just something stupid, which I'm sure there are a couple of those in there, but no, like, for the most part, probably some pretty good ones because we tweeted out from the Canucks combo account, which has, I think a better following, not as many freaks as you and I have on our personals. <laughs> freaks just openly calls them freaks. Yeah, no, absolutely. Nobody. Yeah. I'm not going to get into that. Let's get into the poll question results. 402 votes at the time of this recording. Our poll question today, are your business here? Poll question. How excited are you about the Canucks coaching staff changes and extensions from today? 30% of you say very excited. 45% say excited. 24% say meh. And 1% never change. 1%. I am angry. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I think I think we should just put I'm angry as a response to every poll question when we do. Like even if yeah. it's not if it has nothing to do with the question, just sure. write I'm angry and then yeah, see how like many people that. click That's, on that. That's a good, uh, that's one of your good ideas there, Quads, actually, Thank not you. one of the bad ones. And you came up with the pulse, so you're on fire this week for, uh, for, for coming up with good ideas, which is good. I mean, yeah, good news today. I think in the end, that's, that's kind of just the quote to you that I put out. I think everything in that tweet or everything in that announcement that we got, you know, about a minute before everyone on Twitter gets it because we get it in the emails from media, <laughs> you know, and we're always like, that's why you see all the media tweeting the same thing at the same time because we all get it in an email like a minute before the tweet. Um, but, yeah, I think I think good news through and through. Like, you know, it's obviously it's never great to see someone lose their job, but Newell Brown's had a really good run, and I think he's going to find a job somewhere else. We can address that right off the bat. I think he's got enough of a good presence around the NHL. You even heard Brad Shaw talk about the presence that, that Newell Brown has, and I guess what people think about him around the league. If he wants to keep coaching, I'm sure there's a job out there for him, but... Through and through, I think this was huge. I think this was the biggest news, and I don't know if we want to do this. Like, we could even save this for the second segment. Do you want to just do Ian Clark in the second segment, do everything else here? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that, because I'm sure you want to just go off, and I'll let you have your time. I'll do prospects at the very end of the episode, but let's talk about Brad Shaw right off the bat. Yes. Okay. I have I have something here, okay? Perfect. So, this is from Thomas Drantz. Sifting through today's Canucks coaching news, it sounds like there will be three assistant coaches on Vancouver's bench next season. Jason King running the power play. Nolan Baumgartner running the PK, and Brad Shaw. No specified duties. Brad Shaw, it's going to be so funny because this is a name. We were talking about this. Everybody misspells Ian Clark. There's always mm. an E at the end of Clark. There's no E at the end of Clark, people. I've seen people do it with Travis Green. There's not two I's in nope. Ian as well. Nope, nothing nope. like that. Nothing like that. But Brad Shaw, everybody's going to get that right. Like Nobody's going to put an E at the end of Shaw. At least they better not because I'll, I'll just lose it. Are people going to... I don't know. I'm getting probably way too ahead of myself, but is this guy's nickname, is it Terry, do you think? Like around the rink? Is it Terry? Has to I doubt be, right? it. Shawzy. I bet it's just Shawzy. Oh, come on. Terry nope. would be so much more fun. I bet it's Shawzy. I bet it's just Shawzy. We'll see. We'll see. At, at the first... Uh, yeah, first uh, hockey, yeah. Right when we get to trading camp, add this to our to-do list, Chris. First interviews we do at trading camp, ask about Bradshaw. Okay. Like, yeah, so and you know what? If we're in a locker room and we can ask when we're not on like Zoom calls and it's more appropriate, just... You know, nudge somebody be like, "Hey, what's his uh, what's his nickname?" Dude, to speak on, before we get into the coach staff, to speak on that, being able to, like to be in the locker room for training camp. I guess we we didn't really get it. Like when I was in Victoria, we had in person. That was kind of like the last training camp that was in person. I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. So that one was we only got players that were sent out to us, and then you had to demand like a one on one. Like that's when I got my one on one with demand. Gold. Well, you did. You, well, you, you asked. asked. Whatever. <laughs> Some people demanded, uh, but no. I mean, like that's when I got my one on one with Goldie at the time. 
uh, which yeah. I didn't even ask for. I think Harm just sent him my way. Like, so, like, Ben Brown brings out uh, Goldie, and he's like, uh, who's got the one-on-one with Goldie? And Harm just, like, points at me. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't, I didn't ask for one, but I was like, but I'll totally take it. Like, oh. I, at the time, I didn't know you had to ask for one-on-ones. I thought you just, like, hope, like, I don't know. I, did, I had no idea how it worked. Yeah. It was my first time. And yeah. Harmon just points Goldie my way, and then me and Goldie just had, like, an awesome time talking at camp there. That's amazing. Um, but, yeah, to get in the room, man, I'm excited to just, like, get on the side with players you know like now that we've been around for a year and, and actually talked to them you made some relationships with some of them i'm so excited to get in the locker room this this fall hopefully speaking of players that we talked to uh got an article coming soon which is why i was talking to him today but jack rathbone chatted with him today cool uh i, I this isn't part of prospects report because now he's on the team yeah but uh just to kind of ask him about his first year he said was definitely excited to realize a dream of playing my first few games in the nhl Nice. Thought it went well and learned a ton. Excited to take that experience into the offseason and work it in order to take that next step. Work in order to take that next step. Sorry. You know what I think? Just quickly in here. I think yeah. Rathbone is going to be like a lot of the media guys talked about Troy Stetcher being an excellent quote. Yeah. I think Rathbone's the next guy. He's a really well-spoken guy and yeah. just a really just a good human. And I know he you've is, talked yeah. about this a lot, but I think he's going to be the next like low-key really good quote in the locker room. I'm just, I, I think I deserve some sort of award for the question I asked him about his little brother on that yeah, Zoom that call. Yeah, that was awesome. I was so happy about that because you, you never know how it's going to go mm-hmm. when you ask a question like that, right? But, you know, it, I, I was so happy that there was an actual story there. But anyways, he said, really excited about the team we have going into next year and what's to come. So, yeah, that's the uh, the old update from Jack Rathbone. I think, I think we could transition this into Brad Shaw because what we've seen from Brad Shaw is something that he's been good at. I think this was reported on by Thomas Drantz of the VanCast, and I'm not going to do an impression of Thomas Drantz here, even though it actually would be pretty easy. I just call it a lot like this, a lot like that. That's how it sounds on the VanCast. <laughs> but if we, <laughs> if, if you oh hear what, what was talked about a lot, and I think this is kind of the idea that's out there about Brad Shaw, is that, <laughs> sorry, is that... Oh my gosh, shots fired at the VanCast. Oh my it, goodness. The Those fact, guys have helped us out immensely. Yeah, I tried to help them out wow. with their audio too, but I didn't wow. get a response uh, in a text. Wow. Um, what I so what I just think them, so he flames them on the podcast instead. Sec- like that's what you went to when he did second text in text. a row that I've sent Drance wow. no response. You I text him twice in the month and Drance I left me on red too, so I'm okay with this. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, you want to do one? <laughs> no, okay. Um, so what I think is going to be great, and just hearing Bradshaw today. Shout out to my friends over at Six Fifty, my employer. Um, just to hear the way that he was talking, he sh- like I think Sad even said this after the interview, but. They could have done a full two-hour radio show with him and just talked hockey. Like, wow, what a what a smart mind the way that he talked about things. And I think that the cool thing that he kind of talked about was like he had a one-hour conversation with Travis Green on the phone, and then from there it was a, like a very long conversation. I was like, damn, like an hour on the phone is really long. You and I know this from doing podcasts, but like he said, like and then a very long conversation after that. And I like, like, I really like the addition of him just from hearing him talk and hearing about what his reputation is around the NHL and how he kind of, he's the type of guy who works really well with the star defenseman on how to round his game out. And just so here are the quick things that he talked about with Quinn Hughes and how he doesn't believe that you have to be big to be able to defend. Like he's talked about how body positioning is so big, knowing when to make that strike when you're on defense, defending a guy. I think this is going to be huge for not only Quinn Hughes, but I think another good example will be a Tyler Myers. I don't think you're going to be able to change much of Alex Edler's game. I think you're going to get what you get if he's re-signed or not. But Rathbone's another guy where it's like, he's going to help Rathbone defend. I think he's going to help Ole Levy defend. I think that if this is his strength, 
I'm not saying he's going to be at the level of what Ian Clark makes as a difference, but what if he is? Oh, absolutely. I think it's safe to say that he could be. I don't think think so too. I think, okay. And here's the thing. It's funny because I'm, it's funny that I'm the one saying this because I probably do it more than anybody, but I feel like in this market and you know, I don't think this is a hot take to say at all. I feel like Ian Clark's put on a bit of a pedestal. Like he's, he's well regarded around the league. Absolutely. But I think people in the market, myself included at times, Kind of, kind of prop him up as something, you know, some some sort of goaltending enigma. Like nobody could ever come near Ian Clark. Now I don't think there's anybody on the market that could have, which is why it was so important that the Canucks signed him. Yeah. But you know, like he he's just a guy. And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to come rip on Clark after I you know I was leading the charge <laughs> trying to get him resigned for the past like five months. Yeah, but I'm like I like how I was like let's do Ian Clark in the second half. It took you what your second sentence to bring uh, him up? Sorry, I, I'll try not to bring him up uh, till the <laughs> second half. I have more on him, but uh, yeah, in terms of Bradshaw, like that's a fantastic hire by the team. And look, something wasn't working before, right? And to let go of Newell Brown, that's a decision that they made. I, Honestly, like I think Drance was talking about this earlier too, is it does, I don't think Newell Brown's going to have trouble finding work. Like he's he's probably not going to have any trouble finding work if he wants to. Um, that being said, Bradshaw is a very good addition to this hockey team. Uh, I, I even like the promotion of Jason King. Like we've you've talked to more guys in Utica than I have, but hearing those guys what they have to say about Jason King, you know, people speak glowingly of him. So what's for, interesting about yeah. Jason King, we're not going to see it here. But he's apparently, from what I've heard from from the folks in Utica, is like one of the things Jason King likes is the five forward power play unit. You're not going to oh. see that. You're not going to see that with Quinn Hughes here. No, you're not. And with Jack Rathbone hopefully being the second guy. But like that was something that they tried in Utica this past year, and I know that that's something that he was working. He was the power play guy, right? Which is kind of interesting, and I think that that's what. You know, you, you mentioned the tweet that Drance had earlier. We've said his name 15 times on the podcast already, more than we've said Bradshaw. But that's the thing that's going to be interesting for me is, like, I like the idea of Jason King working the power play. But at the same time, it's like, in the background, to me, the Sedins are also still a big help in that. Like, maybe not on ice stuff, but that's where they can really help the organization right now. To me, that's the biggest spot, especially with Newell Brown gone now. I think that spot, if the Sedins are going to come in here and be an impact to the organization, why not have it be on the power play? Like, you just got rid of the power play coach who's been here for a while, right? And I think that if that's a big part where they can help and maybe just be the like be the, the voice in Jason King's ear, if that's where he's working, or have them work with Brad Shaw, I would love to have some minds like, you know, the Sedins get together with Shaw and see what what they can come up with for a power play. And I like the way that he talked about him helping on the power play. I'm talking about Shaw here now. The way that he was like, listen, I've been a penalty killing guy. He said this on 650. Like he understands what to do and what makes it so frustrating to coach a penalty kill. And I think a big thing, like if I was a penalty kill coach, the thing that would frustrate me a lot would be lots of movement, not being stagnant on the power play. Cause that's, there's no way to defend that, right? Like there's, there's a way, I guess, if you're rotating correctly, but that's difficult. If you're just staying in the same spot, that's easy to defend, right? Like you just find a way that, you know, if they're setting up in a Pentagon position, you you find the way that you can overload to a side, different things like that. But I think it that would be the interesting thing for me is just to now we're going to see something very different. I think we're going to see a different attack of the zone, of the way that they enter the zone on the power play. And I think I really hope that they do go to more movement. I was doing, like I said, I was working on an article. It's about the power play. And there's like, there's multiple players on the Canucks where, I was looking at I was looking at shot locations. I was looking at heat max. Quinn Hughes, every single shot that he took was within a five foot radius on the power play last year. He didn't take one shot outside of a five foot radius on the power play. 
Like it was ridiculous to see how much he was shooting from just one spot, which is kind of like that happens with a lot of power play quarterbacks. They are going to take a lot of shots in that mm-hmm. spot, but his was like freakly different than some of the other top power play guys in the NHL for taking shots. Elias Pettersson, all of his shots are from one spot. He's, he can be deadly from the left side as well. He can be deadly from the center of the ice as well. Bo Horvat, all of his shots. from there. I just think that some sort of rotation would be nice. And I wonder if that's something that, that when Shaw was talking about learning a lot from being a guy who specialized in the penalty kill, I think it'd be cool to hear his voice be added a little bit to the power play moving forward here. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like he's just going to kind of be overseeing everything and being like almost like a second head coach. Like he's going to be yeah. Travis Green's right hand assistant coach, I yeah. think is what it like. I feel like he, you know, the thing that I kept thinking about on the drive over here was like Nolan Bob Gardner is Trent is Travis Green's guy. Right? Like, that's his guy. He's he's been with him in Utica. He's come up to the NHL with him. But now, like, you know, Baumgartner can still be his guy. But to me, Shaw is just going to be like the guy. To Travis Green now like he might not be his guy but he's the guy now because he is like a long-term coach in the NHL coach at high levels assistant coach for a long time I think he's going to be a huge help to kind of like I hope challenge Travis Green's thoughts I hope that he challenges things I feel like no one I don't want to say this and I don't know this personally but I have a feeling that like Baumgartner and Green probably agree a lot and the way that I, I liked in Shaw's interview was like, you know, they, they talked about things that they disagreed on, which is really good for an organization to have you challenge each other's thoughts and different challenge voices, each other's yeah. ideas of different parts of the game. So, yeah, I, I really like the signing. I'm really happy about this, that, you know, that, that there's a new voice that I think is going to have a strong voice, not just another guy added to the organization. This guy, I feel like, is going to have a strong voice. Yeah, much like Clark. Uh, Brad Shaw is really well respected throughout the league and he's you know a lot of people would consider him near the top of the game in terms terms of PK coaching and defensive coaching and anytime as an organization no matter where it is that you're hiring like world-class employees and you're hiring the best people for the job and you're really finding the best people in your industry a competitive industry right like I'm sure there were a lot of teams that wanted to hire Brad Shaw and of course there was with Ian Clark but well, when you're able to said, sorry, in the interview, he said that like an email was sent out to 31 teams saying like he's available, you know, and he talked about it, how excited he was to come back to Canada and be in like a hockey crazy market. So like, yeah. I think he, he chose Vancouver, I think. Yeah, it seems like it. It seems like it. But that's what I was saying is that's good business for any business to, to bring back guys like Clark and Bradshaw. That's really good business. Yeah. Well, we can probably get to Clark now quads. We'll, we'll take our break. I guess I'll let you do this because you're hosting. And I heard you on, uh, Cap Space wins cup saying that you do like when I take over hosting mid episode. So I'll do it right now. Why not? We're going to, we're going to throw it a break here. Uh, and on the other side, quads has a, a lot to talk about with, uh, with Ian Clark. And I'll just sit here and, and smile and uh, look good for the podcast. We should do a video version of this. This would be fun. Uh, so we'll throw to a quick break here. We'll see you guys on the other side. All right. You guys all know about Parallel 49 Beer from our commercials here on the show. And now we have a new announcement. Hello, Peach Bod. That's right. It's not all about the Beach Bod this summer. It's all about the Peach Bod this summer. This one's an interesting one, folks. A sparkling peach ale. So you're getting a beer with peach flavor on it, but it's also high in carbonation. It's definitely a different one, and I highly recommend going out there and giving it a try if you're into a peach-flavored beer. And that's something, you know, I'm pretty damn into. i got to get out and try it myself pretty soon here. I will report back on the show about this. Uh, So go out there and try the Peach Bod for yourself from Parallel 49 Beer. Check them out on Instagram, at Parallel 49, as in the numbers, and then beer, that's Parallel 49 Beer. And be sure to check out their website for more information about how you can get beer through Uber Eats. That's right, through those food delivery apps. Uber Eats, you can get your delivery from Parallel 49 Beer. Be sure to check out their website, Parallel49Brewing.com. 
That's parallel, the numbers 49brewing.com. The pandemic and a slow economy are making it tough on a lot of people to find steady, good-paying work. But one industry is bucking that trend. Construction companies are hiring and need more workers than ever before. Upload your resume to icba.ca and get noticed. With more than 3,000 employers on our ICBA team, our employment network can connect you to businesses crewing up for the 2021 construction season. Trades jobs that pay well, offer excellent benefits, invest in safety training, and give a firm career foundation. Check out icba.ca slash jobs. Squish. We have to talk about Squish, Chris. That was so much fun. When we went to the street kitchen, picked up some Squish, you tried more than I did. I only tried the lemon the lemon hard seltzer. No, you tried the original lemonade. Yes, but yeah, original lemonade. That's what it's called, yes. Mm. But man, it was good. They're all really good. The pineapple one's really good, and I've seen a lot of people start to drink these. I heard, like, I had some friends in Kelowna. They said it was huge in Kelowna when uh, when hard seltzers really started to blow up. But it's not really caught fire here in Vancouver yet. But, like, everybody that I've that. seen try Squish, that. you know, give us a shout on, on Twitter. Go out and try some Squish. They're at the BC liquor stores right now, so that's where you can find them. Uh, but, yes, I like, this is one that's not... It's not a low calorie one. It's it, it is like it's 110 calories I believe per can, but it's not like the 80 calorie ones that have that weird aspartame taste. Like these ones these ones are different, man. Like they actually have them. flavors. You can crush them. Very crushable. That's the next one I'm bringing down to the beach. And I know quads you you mentioned it last. You might have to bring two or three to that's the beach. That's I said last year on the podcast you talked about bringing one hard seltzer to the beach. I think quads <laughs> is bringing six this time. This summer I got a good feeling for you quads. You bring six squish down to the beach. Very good. Highly recommend them. Check them out at uh, BC Liquor Stores. You can find them on Instagram. And I'm telling them, get on Twitter, folks. Squish, we got we, we talked about this. Squish isn't on Twitter yet. We're going to have to have a real serious conversation with them. Absolutely, we are. Another thing that we should mention is the Patreon. This is something we talked about on the Patreon, but me coming to hang with your Nanaimo boys. I don't know yeah. if I'm ready for that. No, I don't Someone think so. pointed that out right away, right when we started talking about it. Go subscribe to the Patreon. Five and $10 tiers gets you all the bonus content. $10 tier gets you into the hero tier which is where we do monthly giveaways of different packages and stuff send people hockey cards a lot a lot of different fun stuff go subscribe patreon.com slash canucks convo we do these episodes called faber and quads shooting the bleep completely uncensored on the actual patreon this is a family show here though uh and yeah we just talk about everything non-hockey and one of the topics that was covered was uh me partying with faber's nanaimo friends i don't think you're ready for i don't think i'm ready yeah i think we we jumped the gun we might have jumped the gun and a a listener pointed it out a few listeners pointed it out they were (laughs) like i don't know if that's gonna work one of my friends from nanaimo listens as well and they're like Come on. <laughs> he can't hang with us. And I was like, I, I know. I know. We, we rethought that. But yeah, every week now, now that we're out of school, all summer long, every week we're going to have a new Patreon episode. Just recorded one yesterday as well. And yeah. Put that out. A lot of fun. Yeah. A little bit of fun. Uh, you don't want to tease a little bit? Nope. You know, nope. Go subscribe per- to the Patreon if you want to hear about what we talked about. It was a personal, lot of fun. A little personal Yeah, we're getting into the personal life a little bit. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Go subscribe. We're talking about Patreon. your hair, Patreon. By com You talked about your hair. You talked about your hair in the episode. We did point. talk about my hair at one point. That's yeah. right. Patreon.com slash Connects Convo. Go check it out. Chris, we <laughs> saw just a- flip me the bird for people who can't see that. <laughs> I guess no one can see it. Just flip me the bird. But yeah, we had some, some fun talk yesterday. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Connects Convo. Man, okay, this is something that our show we don't usually do where we like lose it and can't talk because we're laughing too hard, but it's happened twice today. Well, I've had a good I had a good nap today. I'm on one today. <laughs> really good nap. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's get it together. Get it together here. Um, lock it in. Lock it in. Lock it in. What are we talking about? Ian Clark. Yes. Yeah, how was Ian Clark? Yes. Come on. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So 
A couple weeks ago, if you were listening to this show, I know Chris wasn't. If you were listening, Kevin Woodley came on the show. I talked to him alone because Chris doesn't like talking goaltenders with Kevin or I. He's mad at both Kevin and I. Uh, All these celebrity boxing matches. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right, we're going to have to talk about celebrity boxing matches now. We're going to actually, we'll, we'll do it after. We'll do it after. Let's talk Woodley. We'll close with some celebrity boxing matches because I have a few questions about that for you. Well, I'll uh, say, are, me Wood- are me and Woodley celebrities? No, I'm just kidding. Just keep going. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Woodley came on the show, said that it was likely that the only way Clark was getting done, and Woodley was reporting this before Jim Benning went on Donnie and Dolly and said that they were going to work something out with Clark. He said the internal deadline had passed. The only way he's coming back now is if they give him a four or five year deal, which we talked about organizations don't typically like to do because here's the thing that I don't think a lot of people realize because a lot of people are saying, Oh, what the heck? Just give, give Clark a lifetime contract. Like who cares? But here's the thing, right? Travis green's deal is for two years. Jim Benning, I think only has one or two left on his deal, his extension that was signed. The risk you're running there with signing Clark to a five-year deal, which is why a few people thought that it wasn't going to happen is that when a new management group comes in, new GM, or a new head coach comes in, a lot of times they like to have their own guys. They have guys that they've worked with around the league. They've had guys they've worked with previously. Then they'll say, no, I want this guy in. And for an ownership group who just hired this new person, they're going to want to make that person happy. And, you know, they might have to bite the bullet. They might have to bite the bullet on this contract and let go of Clark to bring someone else in in year three of the deal. That's still money owed to Clark. That's why organizations don't typically like to do that. And for an organization that was, you know, it's no secret, pinching their pennies pretty hard this year, people thought, okay, you know, maybe that's not something they're willing to do. But full credit to the organization. I have a column dropping on Canucks Army tomorrow about uh, how the organization from top to bottom uh, deserves a ton of credit for their handling of, well, maybe not their handling the situation because the deadline passed, but they deserve credit for getting the deal done and let, you know, getting the five-year deal done. That's not easy to do. Um, so kudos to the organization for that one. I think that's something that, I think a lot of people are going to say like, yes, this is good. In the end, I think we can see from the poll question, you know, I think over 70% of people are in the positive side of it. And you have to give props to, you know, Jim Benning and ownership here this absolutely in the end this was good i think you know a month ago thinking that ian clark was going to get done was a tough deal because yeah he's he's a confident guy did you hear like in brad shaw's interview on 650 he's like he laughed he's like i i know clarky like you know like the people that have worked with ian clark and the people that know ian clark he's a certain type of personality that to me doesn't shock me at all to think that he had a deadline and if they didn't get it done by then it was going to be near impossible to He's do it. He's a strong personality, let's just say. That's a yeah, that's a nice way of putting it from what I've heard. And I think that, you know, that strong personality works well with other ones and I think that you found that connection with Thatcher Demko and Mikey DiPietro. Or it, or it butts heads or it butts heads. Those, uh, strong even personalities. looking at the, you know, I think that's what's going to be interesting because I think that the strong personality can work very well with guys that are going to work their asses off and be really strong Mikey in development in Mikey DiPietro. Happy and birthday Demko. to him, by the way. I don't know if you saw that. 22 years old today. He's only 22, and man. Artyom Manukian. You know who that is. Draft pick. Yep. 23 years old today. Matthew Thiessen, another prospect goalie. 21 years old. All have the same birthday today. 6'9". You know how... What? 6-9. It's June 9th, right? Oh, it is. Yes. Oh, and we're recording very nice. Episode and this is episode 169. Wow. Should have had Mikey on the show. Oh, you know what? we like, should have. 
I yeah, like I've interviewed Mikey before. He would be so much fun. I'd yeah. love for you guys to get into the dominoes debate, but we'll save that for when that actually happens. Debate. We'll get it. There's no debate. We agree on that one. Okay, well we'll see. He said not even to order at once. He said Nona Nona's shoe is coming across <laughs> line. He said across Ontario. the continent, yeah. I think he said. But uh okay. Um yeah, good for them. I just think that like, yeah, it's it's gonna be uh yeah, sorry, happy birthday to those three. Uh, Manuki, I watched a few games of him last year. Of course he did. Um, nothing special, I don't think. I think he's going to play in the KHL forever, by the way. I don't, I don't think that's going to be much of him. But he, he he produces at the KHL. He's just very small. Hmm. Um, how, how how tall is he? Like five, six and a half, I think. He's small. Like, he's he's like I, I say small sometimes for guys that are 5'9". He is small, small. Um, so let's, yeah, I guess what we're saying, we'll, we'll stick on Ian Clark. I know you love that. Uh, yeah, I mean, what you're saying and what you've kind of heard is the deal that he wanted, he got. And that's kind of what I think is the reason why he's here. He didn't, you know, maybe if there was a deadline that he set out, there might have been some bargaining. But I like, I think the pressure from, I don't know if it's the fan base or just the outside pressure, whatever forced it. I think that's what made it happen that he got the exact deal that he wanted, I have a feeling. Well, I think there's a lot of people not fully understanding this situation. And now I think you're right, Chris. I, I think that's that's very, very likely that that was the case. I think he would have signed for less had they gotten it done earlier. But here's the thing is this was always about money. This wasn't like Jim Benning was sitting there thinking, well, you know, I don't know if I want him back. Like that was never it. And I think people are, you know, like when I was reporting on this situation and everything, and I was saying, like, they need to pay him. Like, this is a money issue. People were like, oh, you just want to harp on Jim Benning, evil Vancouver media. This wasn't really about Jim, like, at all. Like, Jim was so vocal about how badly he wanted Clark back. And this was not really about Jim. The only thing is, is that, yeah, Jim probably could have negotiated with them earlier, but... What's the point of doing that if you don't yet have the green light from ownership? Like, we, there's a lot to this situation that a lot of people don't know just yet, myself included, including what I just said. Like, I don't know if that's true, if, if Jim actually wasn't allowed to negotiate it before. What we do know is that Jim really wanted Ian back, and Thatcher Demko wanted Ian back. The entire fan base wanted Ian back, and now he's back. So it's happy times. And they got, they got the deal done. It is they happy did. times. In the yes. end, the deal got done. And it is a five-year deal. I've reported that publicly. Right. It's five okay. years. Which is perfect. I mean, that, that really fits not only the Thatcher Demko narrative, but the Mikey DiPietro narrative, right? I, I think that DiPietro is going to be pushing for that starters, or it's not starter, backup, backup. spot as soon as next. I was going to say, that's a pretty hot take there, bud. I've, I think I've, I think my hot take a couple of years ago, actually, when I was recording with Botch, my hot take was that, and we recorded this on the episode that was by next, it was the, by the fall, by the February of the it's last the year of Mark. Yeah. yeah. I said, that's when I think that he's going to push just like not only take a spot, but later in the conversation, I said something about Demko being the starter as soon as the end of that year. Yeah. And you know, obviously didn't come to fruition, but I was pretty close. <laughs> like, you know, I was pretty high on Demko back there. People obviously hear that in the intro, um, which by the way, very soon our, our friends at wise young blood dropping that new album, and they got a single coming out at the start of July. And if it's a banger, which I got a feeling it is, these guys have been haven't released any music throughout the pandemic. They've been working a lot. Uh, Kyle's been opening cards on his TikTok. And stuff like that. <laughs> you know, they've been busy. Uh, but let's say, like, when uh, we'll see if it's a banger, that's the new intro moving forward. Well, we are going to change the intro. It's going to be a little bit shorter. It's going to be around a minute, just under a minute. Um, and I'm going to have to pick some hot clips. I'd love some help from some people that, you know, DM us or reply to our tweets. What are some of like the hot clips that we've done in the past few, like not even few episodes, but maybe 20 episodes, 50 episodes that you and I've done together. We've done over a hundred now. 
uh, together. Some hot clips or some good rants that maybe some funny moments. We we need some help uh, picking some qu- uh, some good little uh, tidbits to add to the intro. My vote is quads just flip me off for people that can't see. <laughs> just throw that in there from today's episode. That could be. I mean, that's uh, that's facts right there. That quads was, just flip me off. That little tiny finger sticking up. Also, <laughs> it looks like my pinky. <laughs> but uh, all right, let's uh, let's keep going on the Clark thing just a little bit more because I thought that. Something that I've been really excited for was the fact that um, his involvement now can really help Mikey, the fact that he's down the road. And I was kind of curious. Like, I didn't – I'm still curious about the AHL. Like, I talked to Trent Cole, who was very excited about training camp next year, but I didn't get – like, I haven't seen it reported on or gotten to a level where, like, he is for sure coming back, but he told me – He's very excited to be in Abbotsford this fall and coach the team and be at training camp and get used to Abbotsford. So, like, I, am I reporting that he's coming back? Because, like, he told me he is going to be in Abbotsford this fall and he's excited to be there. Guy asked me for some good local beers. Like, you know, like, we, we talked about local beers here in BC. Um, I just... I, I that's the thing that like I didn't see Curtis Sanford's name today, which I think is a really good piece. I don't think that maybe it's just not reported on as high because they're yeah. part of the AHL. My okay, my understanding is that Sanford's deal does expire, but I also think that it's going to be something that gets done kind of behind the scenes, and it really isn't going to take long. And now that Clark's back, mm. you know Sanford's coming back. Right. There, I really don't think there's a scenario where Sanford's gone. And here's the thing is you just brought it up. Having Ian Clark close to Abbotsford is going to be a great thing. I asked Woodley about that. And he kind of shot me down a little bit, hurt my feelings a little bit, but he said, he was like, you know, I don't want to discredit the work that Curtis Sanford's done in Utica because they have a very strong goaltending department. Now I know it's not technically a goaltending department anymore because Kluche is not around, whatever. I get all that. But what Sanford and Clark have done in tandem has worked. So I think you're still going to see Sanford doing 99% of the work with these prospects. And yeah, it's going to come for me in, but that's what makes them so effective, right? Is these prospects come to training camp. They have a clear set of goals set out by not only Ian, but also Curtis. And then they have to work on that with Curtis all year long. I, Honestly, like, yeah, it's great that they're close by to Ian, but I, I think you really you really can't discredit the work that Curtis does. And I think that's what's so exciting about what I expect to see next year is, like, their goaltending setup with the coaching staff or department, if you want to call it, right? I mean, like, it technically it is it's because fair. Clark helps with scouting, because he talks with the AHL guys, overseas guys. But this is the year where, like, it all comes to fruition this year because... You're going to have the guy that's been groomed by Ian Clark as your starting goalie. You're going to have, you know, the veteran back up there and hope to help him. And then in AHL, like, you're going to have Seelovs and, and DiPietro. Like, that's a great duo of prospects in your AHL system. We've seen this over the past that a lot of AHL teams, when I'm watching AHL games, I'm like, wow, they have, like, two options of really, like, interesting prospects here. Like, you know... Uh, the what's the Finnish guy? I forget his name now, but he the comments played against him so much. Uko Pekka Lukanen. 
Yeah, Pekka. Yeah. I think I nailed that, actually. I think you uh, did, actually. Yeah, from Finland's World Junior Team a couple of years ago. OHL. He was the only only goaltender in the OHL in Mikey DiPietro's last OHL season. Only mm-hmm. one with a better save percentage than DiPietro. Well, he played a hell of a lot of games against the Comets, and he's a good example of a guy who prospect like was there, and they had another good pro- like another prospect of, of at least a young goalie. I don't know if he's a top prospect, but it was another young goalie that they had. And now you look at what they're going to have here down the road in Abbotsford. A 22-year-old starter and a 21-year-old for Silos. He'll be 21, or is yeah. he still 20? Uh, he's still 20. So he might be 20 now, 21 in the season next year. Now you have a 22 and a 21-year-old guy that's going to be you know, running your AHL goalies. That's a really good spot to be in for a goaltender department. And to think that now the AHL team's moving closer, they're going to be better communication. I know that it's like... You know, it's 2021, the communications, like, it's easy to have communication from Utica to Vancouver. It's just better to be in Abbotsford for communication. Yeah. You know, from from seeing people in person. Like, listen, when we do the podcast and we do it virtually, it, I think we do a fine job. But here being in person, you know, I can see when you when you flip the bird to me. Yeah. You know, like, that's what makes the podcast a little bit better. I think that's a weird way of talking about how much better it's going to be in Abbotsford. But I think that that's another example of where you know, the communication is going to be so much better. Like the, the construction of how they want to make a game plan for these young goaltenders. It's going to be exciting. I think that's the most exciting thing about the AHL team in Abbotsford is what's going to be going on with those goaltenders. And the fact that if Seelovs can hold it down in the AHL and start to push Mikey a little bit, we're going to have a lot of fun with that goaltending group. You're going to be out at some AHL games, maybe quads. I am. I'm going to make the drive out to Abbotsford. Really? I am. Absolutely. It's probably, you'll, you don't drive downtown. So yeah, this is fine for you. Hit yeah, the can, highway, get out the to highway. Abbey. I can hit the highway. Yes. I will get out to Abbotsford to watch some games. Got to, you know, hashtag watch the games, do it. Hashtag the right way. Watch the prospects that I'm talking meat about. Meat potatoes type of guy. Yeah. Meat and what potatoes. Do you think, uh, well, uh, have you ever been to a WHL or AHL game? Like, yeah. Before? Okay. So as a media guy, before, WHL? Oh, no, no, not as a media guy. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, LEC, like, I'm going to be, at the, uh, you know, at especially especially with the news about Victor Paris. We can start to transition to prospects a little well, bit here. Well, sorry, I want to cut you yeah, off. Yeah, sorry, keep going. Did you know that the Giants used to play at the Pacific Coliseum? Right, I don't is, know where that is. I've you know never seen it. Playland Peony is? Is it in there? Like, it's, in the same? It's literally right beside it. Oh, okay, so we drove by it We've driven by it numerous times. When I've we never went seen to it. Parallel, when yeah. we went to Parallel, we drove right past it. Right. Oh, and I you know when we turned? You know when we turned and I said, hey, I went to kindergarten here? Remember? Yeah. Right across the street. That's where the Giants played. Okay. I didn't even notice it. Yeah. Huh. Absolutely. Yeah, well, it the was. The used to play at Pacific Coliseum too, right? Yes, they yeah. did. So the Giants used to as well. Right. And when they did, they left when I was, I think, in grade eight or nine, maybe. Yeah, something around there. I used to go to a lot of Giants games. They were cheap. Triple O's was there. There was two Triple O's locations. One of them was like hidden it was like in the basement and nobody really knew about it it was it was great so there'd be huge lineups at the upstairs triple o's you go off to the right down the stairs people who've been to giants games either know what i'm talking about or they're very upset that they don't know what i'm talking about you go downstairs there's another triple o's and there's like no one there and that's where the players come out the triple o's is right there okay Two well, triple O's spot. locations. So it, I, do they have a Costco across the street, though? No. That's what everyone's asking. They don't. No. What about Abbey? Maybe that, No, I don't think Abbotsford has one. Langley has a Costco, I believe. Abbotsford must have a Costco. I, talked to, I was talking to Cody Sievertson, uh, who I think he lives kind of on the route of if he were to go to the AHL game, I'd be on the way to carpool with him. And I said, listen, well, I'm down to carpool if, if we're going to Abbey. You know, it's a little bit. Of, it's not a direct line, but it, he said that like it's on the way-ish. 
I said, I'm down, but we stop at Arby's after. We stop oh, at man. Arby's after. That sounds game. like a plan. And since yeah. I'm on the way as well, you should. Uh, well, we'll see. You're yeah. not on the way. As well, so you're going. Oh, Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, so the other thing I wanted to bring up, yeah, what I was saying is like, I'm, I'm wondering what the media meals are going to be like because I was pretty impressed at the um, Botchford Project Night. Well, not just the Botchford Project Night, the the Giants games. When I was going to Giants games before the world I shut down, got we? Yeah, I forgot you did that. So yeah. what, what what was a typical media meal looking well, like? Well, you know, they had a lot of pasta and pizza, which was you know fine. I'm not is, oh yeah, the Italians were probably loving it. But the thing for me was, like, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big Timbits fan, and okay. they had you know Tim Hortons coffee and, and Timbits up in there. So I was thinking, like, here's my question because I feel like the, is the LEC nicer than the Abbotsford Center? Oh, like, I general? can't comment on it. I haven't been in either of them. Oh, really? No, so I've never. The been LEC in is pretty nice and a pretty big structure. I think it's nice. Like I haven't seen Abbotsford, but it would be hard. For me to see Abbotsford Center being better, but I think there were some updates made when when the Flames AHL team was there. So I'm curious to see what like the facilities are like because the LEC is beautiful up in the in the area where we were for media. It's very nice setup, uh, and and I'm wondering. I'm like, do you think that they'll be better? Because I'll be going to WHL games, NHL games next year. I'm gonna I'll have to report back on this on the pod. But I wonder which one's gonna be a better setup for media. If anybody's listening about that too, this is a challenge to both <laughs> both the AHL team. And the Giants, who can who can do a, who can make me happier with the meals in the media room? <laughs> because it was Arby's simple, curly fries. Because listen, I mean, you know, the Giants were good, but at the same time, like it was Little Caesars pizza a couple times, which you know, I mean, it's better than Domino's. How but like, are you going to complain about free pizza? How? I'm just, I'm just saying, it's the cheapest one. Okay. But, well, yeah, but I they're, listen. They're free pizza. Yeah, you're, you're right. Free pizza is free pizza. And, you know what we had when I was covering the BCHL? I Not could. to take any shots at the BCHL. Well, you're about to. Nothing. There was nothing. You had to go to the concession and no buy coffee? food. No, there was nothing. There, they gave me a water bottle if I wanted one. That's nice. And a pop if I asked. That's I all we got from Canucks this year. I have water. nothing against the BCHL or the Coquitlam Express. I absolutely loved my time covering that league. So, yeah. yeah okay, let's, my brief time. Sorry, there was one thing I wanted to add. Sorry, yeah. You know what I'm going to miss the most about next year when we're back to normal? Press box. We're going to be back in the press box instead of the encore right. suite. The oh. encore suite. I think people have seen it by now from all the photos that media posted throughout the year. The encore suite is beautiful. Like I, it yeah. is so nice. And now we're going to go upstairs to the crammed, cramped press box. Kind right? of scary on the edge. It is kind of scary. You're really high up. You're at like the 500 level mm-hmm. and no free parking anymore. Going to have to park oh. away from the arena, you know? That's the first time I met Kevin Woodley was walking out to the... Uh, we parked like right beside each other. Woodley and I almost raced leaving the arena one Woodley's time. Woodley's got a nice little rig. Have you seen Woodley, that little... I don't know what the little sports car d- is. Yeah, Woodley. Yeah, exactly. He won Let's the race. hair flow in there. He's yes. Got, you know, now that I think about it, you're starting to look like Woodley a little bit with the hair. We also drive the same car. Same make. Yeah. Yeah. Not huh. going to say what kind, but yes, we the car you're referring gonna to, keep, we drive gonna the same I'm going to keep an eye on your uh, LinkedIn to see when Ingle Magazine pops up here pretty damn soon. Yeah, we were talking about that. <laughs> I bet <laughs> you were. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We gotta we gotta focus up here. Um, this Anything is, to wrap up with Ian Clark here? Uh, honestly, no. We what what more can we say? Ian Clark's yeah. a good goaltending coach. Kudos to the organization, top to bottom, for getting it done. This is a good day. If you're a Canucks fan, I have more optimism and than just, I did yesterday. I'd like to get your pick because I've seen out that a lot of people are thinking like, you know, the reporting was a lot of it was that it was going to be hard to get done. It's something you talked about is something that Woodley talked about, who's probably the best source for Ian Way Clark better than Kevin I am. Woodley. Yes, right. He was talking for a long time on Sportsnet 650, on the VanCast, on this show, that he wasn't very confident until something kind of flipped the switch here, you know, within the past couple of weeks. And I think that 
something did have to change. I think that it was the years we've talked about this. The years, the yeah. years, right? That was what that and was. That's the big what you have shift. to give. You have to give the organization credit for do, for being exactly. able to commit to that. Yeah, and that's exactly. what, you know, even if things look tough for a while, which they did. Like this isn't a guy who just like wanted to one hundred percent just stay in Vancouver, and this was going to be you know whatever they gave him, he was going to take. He's a confident dude who could coach, be a goaltender coach anywhere. He could be a guy who runs a goaltender department anywhere. He's not just like a guy who could be a goaltending coach. These teams that are investing in full goaltender departments and having guys run that in in weird ways that are kind of, you know, making it kind of interesting for goaltenders. This is what Ian Clark could have done. He could have done that anywhere. Any NHL team, even if they had a goaltender coach, a lot of people floated the idea of him getting back with Markstrom, right? You know, and, and potentially, you know, they had LaBarbera there. Is that the guy who? Yeah, that's so he yeah. Was, yeah, he was the guy who was the goaltender coach. They'd probably just put him as like the goaltender advisor or whatever the lead, yeah. head of the department. This guy could have got a job anywhere. So props to the Canucks, props to Jim Benning, props to the ownership for bucking up and giving him the time that he yeah. wanted that was necessary to keep him here in Vancouver. Because in general, you look at all this coaching staff, I'm surprised Ian Clark's face wasn't like five times as big as everyone else's in the media thing that they put out. They have him in this little corner spot, but like everyone's just so excited that Ian Clark's back. Yeah, it's great. There's still lots to do for the Canucks this offseason, man. Lots to get done. They've still got the expansion That's draft. Right. They've got the draft. They've got free agency. they got to get the Sedins done. Lots to do. The Elias Pyerson and Quinn Hughes negotiations, which we might want to add. Elliot Friedman, believe he reported on Donnie and Dolly, said that those are trending in the right direction mm-hmm. uh, and has not heard any negatives, which you absolutely love to hear if you're a Canucks fan. And yeah, I, I I don't think we have much else to report on that, but yeah, just everything's looking pretty good right now for the Canucks. Yeah, we'll, we'll round out the other coach staff because we talked a lot about Shaw. We talked a lot about Clark. I just want to give some updates on some other guys' names I just haven't really heard of uh, the positions they're coming into. Kyle Gustafson as uh, worked in Portland, right? Yeah. Uh, assistant special assignment coach, which I wonder is that kind of I feel like that's AHL help maybe assignment coach or is it maybe just going to be something? Uh, I think to kinda... he'd be he'd be more like on video. Right, okay. like he. Well, I think different... that's that's almost like the replacement to Manny Malhotra, right? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, and he's the other addition who they didn't replace last year, by the way. Right. Manny so was, he's yeah. an addition, which is kind of interesting yeah. to see. Maybe that's somewhere in a similar spot to what Manny did. And then with the re-signings as well, Daryl Seward uh, was given an extension. As Wait, well. maybe he was the guy in Portland. Yeah, I think you're right with okay. that. One um, of them, <laughs> and he's a video guy, so yeah. uh, you know. I'm guessing that's a pro video guy, maybe not as much scouting thing. Yeah. Uh, but then as well, Nolan Baumgartner and Jason Can we talk about all that. So, you know, just to kind of round it out, a very tidy day for the Vancouver Canucks today. Absolutely. I'd have to say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Speaking of tidy. Sorry, one last thing. Okay. We didn't talk about this at all. Troy Stetcher, gold medal. Tyler Toffoli well, are we gonna, yeah. moving to the third round. But I, okay. I, I don't want to rehash this. And, you know, there's the people on Twitter that are like, move on. And I get that to an extent, but it's like, look, Tyler Toffoli is going to lead the, lead the playoffs in scoring, be lifting the cup. People are, Once, and people are going to say, wow, I wish the Canucks kept him. And those people are going to be like, oh, move on, move on. Who cares? It's like, right. what? He's lifting the cup. Come on. Yeah, That's mean, not actually going to happen. I think in the end, very happy for both players. Exactly. It's unfortunate the way that these two players who are off doing great things with Stetcher looking amazing with Team Canada and it's also know, the world championship and a I'm lot not, of people I'm not that to I've dunk seen on Stetcher, but come on it's the world champions I mean still impressive I know impressive absolutely performance. That, I that, agree you know that movie made was incredible and then from what I saw a lot of people tweeting about in the limited visions that I saw from Detroit Red Wings Twitter you know a lot of people were very high on what he did in Detroit a lot of people were saying yeah. that he was one of their best not if not the best defenseman the most consistent guy night in night out for them who probably gets an extension in Detroit if that's where he wants to stay after this two-year deal obviously Tyler Toffoli is doing what he's doing. When they went to overtime, 
If you're in Vancouver, I think everyone's hammering the Tyler Toffoli. He's going to score this overtime goal to send them through to the next round. And it happened, of course. Uh, it, it Of course it happened. So, you know, I'm very happy for him. Um, his wife has been a lot of fun to follow on Twitter. Uh, just from the content that she's been putting out, yes. the dog stuff, her yeah. liking a lot of tweets out of Vancouver as well, I've <laughs> noticed. Um, and just that's that's a, that's who I'm rooting for, man. Like I'm rooting for Montreal and oh, Tyler Toffoli. Absolutely. And you know what's I would... the craziest thing with Toffoli is like he's playing with Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki. Yeah. This is a veteran guy who's fitting in with two very new age players who are so young. Like Suzuki's what, 21, maybe yeah. 20? Yeah. And Cole Caulfield's 20. Like Former friend of the show. Yeah, as well. Former guest to the show in Cole Caulfield. Yeah, I think, like, oh, man, it, it definitely hurts. It still hurts to see it. Ah, uh, whatever. But you're rooting for them. Move on. Yeah, Move on. like, I'm rooting. You're the one who brought it up. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> okay, uh, if I was in charge support. of the CN Tower, I would uh, I would light it up Montreal colors right now. Yeah. Did you see that was a thing that happened? That. And, Munch- and Toronto fans I saw like, a friend of the show, Yerky, getting into it with the Calgary Tower as well. You see that? I did see that. That was very, very funny. <laughs> he made them delete a tweet, too. And then he dunked on him for the prices. Yes. Love that. It was, it Love was that. very good. Good very for Yerky. Um, All right. You said, speaking of tidy. Yeah, well, I, so, I, I, I kind of messed that up. I was going to say, tidy, tying the knot. It's kind of similar. Uh, this is only Pod Colson's a married man out of nowhere. I I saw that. Like, Just like Randy Archer. Orton in 2014, out of nowhere, he's married now. Archer Silos and Vasily Pod Colson married before they're 20. Teenagers. Yeah, that's crazy. Very tidy little uh, little wedding there. I saw a lot of videos coming out from his, I guess now wife. Uh, you know, I didn't see any. You know, I follow them on Instagram. Never saw a ring on her finger. This just happened. <laughs> good for so, him, man. Good for him. And I think that that's it, our prospects report. Well, I got some more, but <laughs> you know, like it, I just think that it, yeah, it's it's good. I hope that that helps him. You know, I I I've seen kind of the way that she's on Instagram. I don't know if she's very if she posts a lot in English, but maybe she's you know well spoken in English and can maybe just help the transition be a little easier. But not only that, but maybe when she comes over here, because I'm guessing that's what's going to happen. Um, I think that's going to just help. I think just help be more comfortable. I think that. Yeah. Coming to a big city here in Vancouver is a lot for for someone who's never been here before, aside from here for the draft, which he was here for, uh, where he got drafted by the Vancouver Canucks. But I think it's going to be great just to help him more comfortable. And wow, like just it'll happen out of the blue. Even like the way that he sent the Instagram post was like, well, this happened. <laughs> just like, like you know, like it, it's kind of funny. And and that was something that we woke up to this morning. It happened uh, very early in Russia time, and. Uh, it's going to be kind of interesting to see where that goes and, and just happy for, for the newlyweds now. It's yeah, good for them. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. Like I said, I mean, CeeLo's are going to have some good chats about getting married in the in their teens. In their teens, yeah. So other thing was um, I kind of talked about it a little bit earlier about being at some WHL games this year. And just I like the more and more, and I reported on it last week, I believe I talked, it on, talked about it on last week's show as well, but Victor Pearson coming to the WHL, which I just I want to expand on it just a little bit because like, He's going to join a team that's very strong over there. That's a that's a two-time uh, BC Division champions in the Kamloops Blazers. He's joining them. They have a strong young defense core. He's about to make a you know a big impact on that team. And if he's able to and be a WHL champion and maybe compete in the Memorial Cup potentially, like Kamloops is a very strong favorite to come out of the dub and be the Memorial Cup team to represent the WHL next year. If all things go right, there's going to be a lot of stock going up on Victor Pearson, who, you know, it was a seventh round pick. A lot of people that, that have kind of, I've heard a lot of people talk about that draft and they're saying like, 
there might not be one NHL player to come out of the 2020 draft. You know, the 2020 draft is going to be a huge flop because Yermo's the first pick. And, and I know that a lot of people aren't as high on Yermo. I've seen him play a little bit this year. I didn't watch a ton because it was kind of hard to, to see what, like where he was getting minutes. When I did watch him play, he wasn't getting a lot of minutes. Um, so for, with Pearson, it's going to be a very big year for him. And Zlody is the other one that I reported on. And, and I talked to him earlier, uh, in the week last week. And, and finally the article came out. I wrote it about 10 days ago, it came out today or something, but thanks for that quads. Uh, anyway, like he's, he's so committed to like coming to the North American league and playing like coming to the AHL, the NHL, that's his dream. Like his dream was to come and play, you know, in North America and be in one of the best pro leagues in the world. And he's very comfortable doing that in the AHL. Somebody asked, what's his contract situation? I believe after this year is his last one. I believe he told me two years ago that he had a year. He had to finish this year and then do one more. So I will, I will like make sure that I'm reporting the right way, but I'm pretty sure my memory serves me right here. This year is going to be the last one for him, which is very interesting because World Junior is coming up for Zlodiev. Him probably getting to the KHL at some point this year and his contract expiring. If all things goes well for him at the World Juniors, if things go well for him in the KHL, what's holding him back from coming to the AHL next year? Mm-hmm. So I think that's a very interesting thing to keep an eye on. That's a sixth and seventh round pick for a lot of people that are saying that the 2020 draft is a lost one for the Canucks where they're not going to get anything out of it. If these two guys come to the AHL next season in the 2022-2023 season, I guess it'll yeah. be, if they're in the AHL that year, that's a big win for me. And if you're getting that out of a sixth and seventh round pick, that's a win for me. And that's something that's very possible. So two players to keep an eye on, two prospects that I've been very high on for a while in Pearson and Zlodiev. And uh, I'll leave my prospects report there. I think that's all. So I talked about a guy getting married, and I've talked about a guy in Russia and a guy coming to WHL from Sweden. So that's like quite the little worldwide report there for myself. I'm pretty proud of myself. Absolutely. There. You knocked it out of Because of that nap I took today. Absolutely, which put the episode back a little bit, but that's fine. It was good. Quads just flipped me off. We should we should button that. We should get that on a button sure. on the board and yeah. just quads just flipped me off. We should put that on the board. I I, I like that. That's a good sound bite. Okay. All right. If you have nothing else to add, which you better not. Uh, for Chris Faber, my name is David Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of episode one hundred sixty nine. Nice of the Canucks conversation. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 